This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Oh, yes. They're going after President Trump again. You know this. The special counsel today coming out and asking the United States Supreme Court to weigh in on Trump's immunity claims. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Don't forget, Friday we are live in Cape May at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. And I want to see you there. My happy place. You better join us. It'll be a Christmas miracle. Hunter Biden is uh, seeking to get the criminal gun charges by the special counsel tossed out. And Justice Alito has signaled that uh, the gag order against former President Donald Trump is unconstitutional by what Justice Alito wrote in a one-person opinion regarding the matter, and I'm going to share that with you as well. I also want to let you know before the show is over today, um, taxpayer-subsidized seminars are training law enforcement officers to violate the Constitution. It's not good. And I'll share that with you as well throughout the course of the hour tonight before we get out of here and turn it over to the great one, Mark Levin. But uh, don't forget, you know, everything that we're talking about with um, President Trump right now and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the family and all this stuff, it's all coming out here. The Biden crime family stuff is all coming out in such a way where you've got these headwinds that are that are meeting between the economy and the corruption of Joe Biden. I've told you this before, and this is one of my fundamental political beliefs. People think that politicians are corrupt. They really do. And for the most part, they usually don't care. Except when it seems like they're hurting and the politicians are getting rich on their backs. That's when people say, hell no, enough is enough. That's the problem. The other thing that people don't like is they're watching, as they're hurting right now, our money, once again, being sent overseas to places like Ukraine. As we're also watching an actual literal invasion going on, an invasion at the southern border. Here's the other thing that people can't stand. They can't stand the hypocrisy when you've got Hunter Biden so clearly, clearly breaking the law by spending lavishly on hookers and cocaine and his partying lifestyle and not paying his taxes, and he gets away with it, and you know that the IRS would come down on you with a fury. Hell, they're coming down on you now. If you make money on Etsy or if you wind up, you're a babysitter, you're a nanny, you have cash in there, you, they're, they're coming after you. 
600 bucks now is all they need to be able to look inside your checking account to know what's going on inside your in, in, in your financial world. That's all they need. You have 87,000 new IRS agents who are looking at you. Yet this guy, this creep, Hunter Biden, he doesn't have to pay. He gets away with it. And, and, and the other thing, people know that this, this whole thing with Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, the only reason why this is coming out now is because they want the big guy gone. That's it. Otherwise, he would continue to be corrupt and continue to hide from it. Hell, they tried to hide it over the summer. What was that deal that I keep telling you don't call it a sweetheart deal? Because it wasn't a sweetheart deal. It was a deal to protect the president of the United States and his financial crimes. They tried to cover it all up. Ironically enough, Hunter Biden is asking the special counsel to, to get rid of the, uh, the gun charge. It was the gun charge that was going to enable Hunter Biden to walk away from all the financial crimes. They were going to give him the greatest immunity deal in the history of immunity deals, wrap all the financial crimes into this gun diversion agreement, and Hunter Biden was going to walk away a free man. But it's only because idiots hire idiots that his idiot lawyer, they fell for the judge's Jedi mind trick. When the judge in that courtroom asked the question, could Hunter Biden still be charged down the road for a FARA Act violation, a Foreign Agent Registration Act violation? And they said yes. And that is another piece of irony for you. They have yet to charge Hunter Biden with that, whether dangling it over his head. And that directly connects him to his father and directly connects him to the Obama White House as well. So you see, Americans have a, have a, a real low tolerance for this kind of hypocrisy. When, when they're hurting financially, and they see these, these bums get away with it, and they're all rich, and somehow they keep getting richer. And, and at the very same time, the government makes your life more difficult. Now, look, I agree with Byron Donalds. The timing of this is very suspect. They were about to now have Hunter Biden speak before the House Oversight Committee and do a deposition. And my man, Byron Donalds, and you know, I love that guy. He's one of my favorite people. And his mother, oh, man, I love her. She's great. She's a native New Yorker. I met her in the green room at Fox News over the summer when I went up there to, to uh, in August, actually, to be on a show with Jimmy Fallon and Byron Donalds was there that night. It was a long drive up. I was on vacation, but I took the drive anyway. And how do you pass the time? Six hours in the car going up and four hours in the car going down because I, I slept over uh, at my house halfway back to the vacation house. It's not easy to pass the time. It's a long time in the car. But a man has his thoughts. And you think about a lot of different things. And the next morning as I was driving, thinking about what a cool mom Byron Donalds has and how important mothers are in terms of raising good quality people. And she's one of the best, funny and smart and uh, calls it like she sees it. And so does Byron Donalds. And I'll get to that in a second because I want to welcome to the show a true Philadelphia original and one of the smartest guys out there when it comes to constitutional law. Of course, I'm talking about Philly's own John Yu, the Emanuel S. Heller Professor of Law at the University of California at Berkeley, a visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. Professor, I'm as, I, I imagine today you're feeling as depressed as we all are after that abysmal Eagles game. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> you tell me. You're the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> well, where's, we need a tight end. You think so? You don't have a tight end. Yeah, then they, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but if you don't have a tight end, then the Dallas defense, all they got to do is stop the run and cover deep. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't get how we're only scoring 13 points a game. Where was yeah, our defense? I just don't, yeah, that's, a, that, that's another thing I don't get. <laughs> well, I think we still have some time to get back 
in shape for the playoffs, though. And all those good teams we had to play earlier, now the Cowboys have to play them. Right. So let's see what the records are by the end of the month. That's a good point. I like the way you look at that. The schedule now is on our side. I learned that earlier today by my producer, Henry. The schedule's on our side. Timing favors us for once. But I I don't know what happened. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I hate losing to the Cowboys more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something about losing to Dallas that just really, really hurts to the core, doesn't it? Professor Yu, which is really deep down inside hurts. I mean, if there's any other team, okay, we can deal with it, but the Cowboys, yeah, in Dallas too. Yeah, I mean, they're lucky they didn't play in Philly because, well, it didn't snow over the weekend, right? So there were no, there were no snowballs for the Cowboys coaches to be afraid of and, comp- and complain about like they have been for about 25 years. That's true. <laughs> the exaggerations of that continue to grow. Uh, let's let's start with, first of all, what the special counsel, Jack Smith, is asking the United States Supreme Court to weigh in today regarding President Trump and the 2020 election and the charges and everything else. So give us the overview of that, if you would. This is really interesting, and it really hasn't happened since the Watergate tapes case involving President Nixon back in 1974. So what happened here is President Trump lost his claim for immunity from the Jack Smith investigation uh, before the trial judge, a woman named Tanya Chutkin in Washington, D.C. So in the normal, the normal way you do this is you then appeal to the next level up, which is called the D.C. Circuit. So that's what President Trump's lawyers did on Thursday. Now, what's extraordinary, again, not has this happened in almost 50 years, is the Justice Department here, the special counsel, has gone to the Supreme Court right away and said, skip all the normal procedures, skip this appellate court. We demand that the Supreme Court hear this right away. Usually it takes years for cases to get all the way to the Supreme Court. It rarely hears these kinds of emergency appeals. And I don't know if you just heard, but just about five minutes ago, the Supreme Court announced They're going to think about it. They haven't decided whether they're going to take the case, but they're actually going to think about it quickly and come to a decision. Now, I looked at the papers pretty closely. There's no doubt this is important. This might be one of the most important issues about the presidency in in our 200-year history at the Supreme Court. But what the government does not explain is why it has to be done so fast. That's a big gap in their pleas. Now, they could openly say, we want to do it so that we can have the whole trial wrapped up by the end of the spring because President Trump's running for office and he's leading in all the polls and we don't want him to run for president. But they never explain why it has to be done now rather than, say, six months from now or a year from now. Yeah, that's a uh, that, that's an important point because there's a lot at stake here in terms of uh, ballots, right? I mean, you still have a number of states that are looking to potentially try to block Trump from being on their ballot, given the idea that he violated Section 3 of Article 14. So the, the, the timing of, of all that, I, I, I assume the Supreme Court's going to have to hear as well, right? I mean, all it takes is one state to say he can't be on the general election ballot. I know the primary is viewed differently. It's viewed as a as a private political matter deciding the nomination. But once the nomination is decided and the state says, we, we, we don't want to put you on the general election ballot, I mean, that, that, that obviously is something the Supreme Court has to hear very quickly because you have a, a, a process to get names on ballots that has to be followed and there's deadlines and, and everything else. Well, I'm glad you raised that, Rich, because, yes, that's another issue that if Trump lost in one of those cases, I think it, you're right. It would go to the Supreme Court. 
But I think what's more important to understand, and the thing that's in common, what the special counsel has done today, the whole special counsel investigation, the DA in Manhattan, the prosecutor down in Atlanta, Georgia, and all these these efforts to kick Trump off the ballot, making up a claim under the 14th Amendment that he can't run for office again. This is all extraordinary. It's never been done before. And I think the people who I don't understand why they don't just let the American people decide up or down next November where they want President Trump back are going to extraordinary lengths we've never seen before on aggressive interpretations of the law to beat Donald Trump in the courtroom instead of at the ballot box. And I would think that given the fact that we are we are blessed enough now to have actual textualists on the United States Supreme Court, they would read the text of the 14th Amendment, Section 3, and say there's obviously a reason why they did not list the president here. They listed members of Congress, the Senate, and the electors of the president and vice president, but they did not list the president, and there must be a reason behind that. And I would imagine that in that sense they're going to say whatever his conduct was in on January 6, 2021 – it, it, it doesn't this this part of the Constitution does not apply to him, whether you like it or not. It doesn't apply to him. Yes, I think that's right. That's what the courts so far have held, although I think there's a case going up to the Colorado Supreme Court that's going to look at this closely. But that's my view. I wrote a piece uh, long of several months ago making that claim that when the Constitution wants something to apply to the president, it says the president when it wants it to apply to senators and members of the House, it says members of the House and the Senate. And when it applies to cabinet members or other officers, it says officers of the United States. Mm-hmm. And the disqualification of candidates under the 14th Amendment does not mention the president. And what's weird, Rich, is that it says you can disqualify electors for president. So it's not like they didn't know how to use the word president in that same sentence. So nice. I think that's a claim that's going to lose in the end. John, you you also I wanted to ask you about the gag order against President Trump. Uh, Justice Alito, in a, in a one page dissent in uh, the case of, of Vivek Murthy uh, versus uh, Missouri, uh, pointed something out in, in this dissent where he talked about. And I think a lot of people are reading into this and saying he probably is talking about the gag order against Trump, or at least that he potentially would bring up the gag order and and apply this to this with this notion that the gag order is unconstitutional. Here is a presidential candidate. In the case of this case, the dissent was involving uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., but here's a presidential candidate. He has the right and the ability to criticize the government, especially when the government, the opponent of, of the candidate, it's his government coming after him. You should be allowed to criticize the opponent and also the government for the actions that it's taking against you. The, the, the most important speech that's protected by the First Amendment is political speech. The reason we protect political speech is so that we can govern ourselves, so that we can elect who we want, that we can hear our candidates argue and debate, and that we as citizens can argue and debate. I don't see how these lower courts think it is acceptable even in the interest of protecting the trial, they can stop people from talking inside the courtroom. But to reach the hand of the court outside the courtroom and prevent right, one of the two major party candidates from speaking about one of the most important issues of our election, I find that a flat violation of the free speech clause. That, too, you're right, Rich, is something that may get to the Supreme Court eventually. I don't know if you saw, but the uh, Washington Appeals Court, the one we were just talking about, upheld much of the gag order on President Trump in Washington, D.C. The courts in New York have upheld them, too. Look, they may be helping President Trump get elected. Every time he gets 
right? Defeated in court. And again, the law gets twisted against them or gets aggressively pushed against them. People have more sympathy for them and they tend to, they seem to vote for them more. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, politically speaking, even uh, comedian Bill Burr made that point on on a show last week. He said, "You know, you you idiots, you idiot liberals, you keep you keep helping the guy by going after him." Uh, John, you let me ask you this. Let's switch gears for a moment. You have a new piece over at National Review, which is entitled "Hunter Biden's Bluff and Gambit," and you make the point. House Republicans must stick to the careful pace of their investigation if they wish to build a serious case for impeaching the president. Uh, give, give me your thoughts on that, please. Well, this is a clever thing Hunter's done. As you may have seen, the House committee that's been doing such good work bringing to light all the things that have been going on with Hunter Biden and the limitations on the IRS investigation and where all this money's coming from, where it's all going. Uh, they've called Hunter Biden now to testify. And the way you do that is you have you know, closed-door testimony with lawyers and staff. You go over carefully all the facts. Usually you video it. You saw that with the January 6th committee. They videotaped all these interviews beforehand, and they were playing them. They played a lot of them during the hearings. It's the same thing that this committee wishes to do with Hunter. Hunter said, no, I'm not showing up. I demand the right just to testify in public. I don't want any interviews. Let's just go at it in a public hearing. And so one thing I was urging was for Republicans not to take that gambit, not to take that bait, because I think what Hunter will do is like, okay, I'm going to take a public hearing. And now that he's been indicted on Thursday and indicted uh, on Thursday in L.A., indicted in Delaware, you know, years and years took, but eventually he's been indicted. He'll take the fifth. So he'll show up in public and he'll just say, I take the fifth. Ha ha. (laughs) You know, (laughs) come and get me. Yeah, and what you have to do is carefully, and the committee's been doing this so far in the House, carefully build the facts, ask him about all these transactions. Where is he set this $7 million, maybe $20 million coming from? How, why did you move them through all these accounts to end up in all these family members' checking accounts? Uh, you know, what, what were you doing taking out, you know, if you look at this indictment, there's a, he, he took out something like a million dollars in cash from ATMs. I don't know about you, Rich. I'm not strong enough to carry a million dollars in cash. How do you carry around a million dollars in cash? <laughs> yeah, especially because, I mean, you know. What did, he, no. what did he do with all that money? Where did it go? Yeah. So that's all these things the committee has to ask. Hunter's trying to trick them into saying, oh, I'll give you the big headlines. We'll have this big public circus. But that'll stop the committee actually from doing a good job with its investigation. So I was urging the committee not to fall for that trap. Well, it's good advice you're offering them, Professor John Yu. But the problem, of course, now is that, as Congressman Byron Donalds was saying, the timing of the indictment is suspect because now isn't it possible Hunter Biden can turn around and say, look, I can't incriminate myself under the Fifth Amendment. The government has come after me here, so um, I can't say anything. That's, I think that's exactly what he's going to say. Now, you know, it might be the case that uh, President Biden's personal advisors or political advisors will probably not one hundred to do that because it's making the president look terrible. I mean, it makes it look like he's got a lot to hide. Hunter does have a lot to hide. But, you know, on the other hand, the committee might say, look, we're really here as an investigation into impeachment. We don't care really about Hunter Biden in the end. What we care about is whether Joe Biden abused his power to try to obstruct justice, to try to prevent a proper investigation into the Biden family and all the money that it was getting for its influence. That's where its focus. That's where its focus has to be too, not just on Hunter. 
You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. I mean, since you are actively involved in academia today, I mean, you're one of the good guys, of course, but you are the professor of law, the Emanuel S. Heller professor of law at the University of California, Berkeley, and a visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. And Berkeley was the college where I, I always think of the free speech movement being born. It was at Berkeley, and Berkeley has since become one of the, uh, you know, you know, the chief places of censorship. When you watch these university professors before Congress, when, when, you, when you see the backlash now against the speech that they do tolerate on campus after years of them uh, fighting against speech that they didn't like and canceling people and canceling professors and canceling speakers, you know, you're a free speech guy. I'm a free speech guy. But in some ways, it seems like it's there. It, you know, it's like the chickens are coming home to roost here. When you, when you create an environment on college campus where you say, I won't allow this speech and I'll, I'll, I'll punish you if you say these things, but I will allow this speech. Uh, you're going to get called out for the speech that you ultimately do allow. I agree, Rich. That spectacle was embarrassing. And I hate to say it, but the president of Penn, you know, our hometown, our university, uh, disgraced herself. I mean, I, 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 I can't see how you can't know that the right answer about whether the right answer about that question about genocide of uh, Jews in Israel is that is despicable and terrible. And we're not going to allow it because they don't allow all kinds of other speech. This, this is the thing I think that the congresswoman got at was if you had taken Jews in Israel out of the things that have been said on campus, these terrible things said by Palestinian supporters on campus, and put in black or gay or Hispanic or what, any other group, they would have received instant condemnation from university presidents and all kinds of disciplinary proceedings would have been brought. So it's not that campuses have to allow full First Amendment rights, although that's what I would do. But if you're going to say that you're going to learn in an environment where you can't harass people, you can't use speech in this discriminatory way, then you got to apply it evenly. And what became obvious, I think, listening to the presence of Harvard, Penn and MIT, is that they will apply their own speech codes neutrally. They apply it to favor one side over another, and they were caught out at it in the worst possible way. Yeah, well said. I think it's exactly right. You said it perfectly. Uh, always so grateful for your time. We've got to have you on the show more. Uh, you are one of us. And we appreciate it. Even though you are trapped on the left coast, we, we still we still consider you our own, Professor John Yu. So I'll thank make you, you I'll make a deal. I'll make a deal. When the Eagles win next, I'll come back. All right. When the Eagles so win. So I'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, come back next week. We'd love to see you. It'd be great. All right. Thanks. Thank you for your time as always. We appreciate it. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, I love my Volvo. I do. I love how luxurious it is, and I love how spacious it is, too. I drive the XC40, and it is a big SUV. Not the biggest, but it's big. It's got plenty of space to relax and get there safely and also to ensure that you are just enjoying every moment in the car. It's a beautiful car. Very soft, supple leather seats, great technology. And at Cherry Hill Volvo, you'll be taken great care of, whether it's the XC40 or the XC60 or the XC90, the family car, which we'll be using very, very soon to go up and see Bridget's family in upstate New York right after Christmas. Uh, we'll get there safe and sound. You know, the roads up there, wintertime in the Adirondacks, there's a lot of snow and ice and but I know with the XC90 will be in good hands. There's so many safety features on all the Volvo cars. But the key here is Cherry Hill Volvo. 
you know, they have had some incredibly generous and aggressive promotions lately, but they're doubling down because they're doing a big renovation of the dealership and they have to make space for the uh, construction equipment. It's been a family dealership since Judith's father started Cherry Hill Volvo back in the 1960s. So to make room, they're offering even more generous incentives on top of the others. For example, $1,000 off new Volvos plus owner loyalty. $2,000 off when you finance through Volvo car financing or lease. $7,500 rebate on a plug-in Volvo. These are great incentives. And the people at Cherry Hill Volvo are dedicated to taking great care of you and making sure you have the luxurious experience you deserve. So what are you waiting for? They're right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. They'd love to see you. Minutes over the bridge from wherever you are. And don't forget, we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. They stand with us in this age of cancel culture. And they've doubled down to say we want the studio naming rights. That's right. And that's why I stand with Cherry Hill Volvo. And it's why, uh, uh, forget all the other Volvo dealerships in our area. That's the one worth the drive. Make it a point to go see them and take advantage of these incredible incentives. $1,000 off all new Volvos plus owner loyalty. $2,000 off if you finance through Volvo cars or Volvo uh, leasing. And $7,500 rebate on a Volvo plug-in. What are you waiting for? Cherry Hill Volvo is where relationships matter. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the zioli show 
on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Excuse me, I'm coughing into the microphone. Oh, tickle my throat, but don't worry. Not contagious and nothing to worry about. Friday night at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. It's going to be great. Uh, here's Senator J.D. Vant. What's that? Are you going to say something? I thought, I thought uh, Henry was going to say something. You're hearing things. You're not things. coming Friday night, right? Because you're going to D.C. Correct. I'm storming the Capitol, like you said. You know, you got to be careful with those jokes. I'm <laughs> telling you. Didn't you tell me you walked out of a restaurant the other day and there was like a white panel van? No, I, wa- there? I walked out of my house. I, I was I made the joke to like uh you know my mom I was like well there's a you know an unmarked white van with tinted windows out there if I get kidnapped uh just know it was them and then as soon as I said that it like sped off and I was like oh, that's weird wow so we made a joke on the show about you storming the Capitol and then the next day there's a big there's a there's a van just innocuously sitting outside your house correct unmarked white tinted windows. Didn't say like florist on it or something. No, it, or... Was, it wasn't that obvious. No, <laughs> it wasn't even that obvious. No, they didn't even take the time to put a decal on it, like a Fugazi decal. No, it was, it was just a plain white van. I, didn't, I wasn't God, even the sure what make it was. So not creative, you know what I mean? Like at least in Silence of the Lambs, it was a florist. Remember the FBI guy walks up, he's got flowers in his right. hand to the door. Yeah, rings the doorbell a couple times. No, yeah. they were just sitting in the car while it was running. Plumber, I mean cutbacks. All this money we're giving to Ukraine, they're like, "Hey, you want to slap a decal like Johnny's plumbing?" They're like, "Ah, the hell with it. Just put a plain white van in front of their house. They know what we're doing anyway." <laughs> well, no jokes, Henry, about storming the Capitol. No jokes. I won't be anywhere near the Capitol. And I can't even use my favorite one of my favorite lines from Princess Bride: "Have fun storming the Capitol." <laughs> I mean, it was Castle, but I'll yeah. change it to Capitol. Have fun storming the Capitol. The government's listening to every word we're saying. Uh, yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah, totally screwed. You're gonna have like you're gonna get off the train. It's gonna be. Are you driving or taking the train? Uh, one of my friends will drive. I'm sure. Yeah, you, you're gonna have a couple guys just in really cheap suit, bad, bad looking suits, government issued suits, mm-hmm. just kind of hanging around like five, ten feet behind you at all times. Yeah, I'd imagine so. They're probably wearing like ten dollar fake aviators too. Yeah, it's gonna be like when Rocky and Rocky Four when he was in Russia training, and those guys just followed him around everywhere. It's gonna be like that for you. Yeah. Great, this I is can't the United wait. States of America. Look at that. <laughs> uh, here is uh, Senator J.D. Well, we'll miss you in KMA on Friday. I'm glad Matt DeSanct, the traitorous, will be there uh, after he's done with his pompous paper. <laughs> it's due tonight at midnight. Then I'm free. Good. Good. Excellent. I'm proud of you for coming to work today. I'm real proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Take one day off to concentrate on my, my paper. <laughs> You know, knowing that you have a big a big paper due, I'm proud of you for coming to work and, you know, earning your paycheck. Good for you. You'll be happy to know I put the finishing touches on it last night. I just have to proofread it one last time and hit submit. And and in your defense, and I hate to defend you ever, but you did take the time today to book John Yu uh, and also Chadwick Moore, which is great. And so, EJ and Tony. And EJ and Tony. I mean, well done, you know. I think I did a pretty so, good job. You did a pretty good job. All right. <laughs> it's, uh, I will give you that. Also, uh, because I have, I have this thing going on with my chest, I'm a little congested. It's just allergies, but Dr. Lania gave me a steroid. So at any moment, I could start roid raging and pulling a uh, lesser Cuomo and just start roid raging. <laughs> so if that happens, you know, understand why. And we may get another letter from, what was your name? Susie or not Susie? Uh, who's the woman who, uh, Susie's our buddy on Twitter, but who was the woman who, who emailed me and said, you got to be nice to Matt and Henry. Yeah, I know who you're referencing. Peggy. 
her name changes every single time yeah. you mention it. I, I don't remember. Patty. Yeah. Peggy, Debbie. Yeah. It was probably Prohibition Patty. Why are you so mean to your producers? I'm mean to them because I like them. That's why. That's how guys talk to each other. It's called Guy Code, lady. It was a great email, though. It was a great email. We should dig it up from the archives. <laughs> I got to tell Mama Zilla that every time she visits. Why are you so mean to, to Matt and Henry? Because I like them, Mom. That's why. It's called Guy Code. It's how we talk to each other. It doesn't sound like it seems very, it doesn't seem very nice. <laughs> Honey, you're not being nice. I raised you better than this. <laughs> no, you didn't. This is exactly what you raised. <laughs> this is it right here. And poor Henry's going to be taken down to uh, Gitmo on Friday. Stop. To some, Please. To some CIA black site. It's the last Monday, thing you know, we'll have Sean in here and be like, we're just going to pretend like Henry. We just won't even be able to talk about him. <laughs> it's like he never existed. Yeah. Can we be like one of those movies where just his identity's wiped and he never existed and be yeah. like, wait, wait, what? what? They're going to give you the neuralizer from Men in Black. <laughs> no recollection of me. Like a couple years later, Henry will just be dropped off the side of the road from that same white van. He'll have like a giant beard, and none of us will be able to look at him or talk to him. <laughs> uh, what a damn shame. Uh, here is Senator J.D. Vance as he brings up the money for Ukraine, and uh, I agree with him. You know, this has to stop. I think E.J. and Tony said it best when he said, I'm so sick of this clown show, this Zelensky clown show, this embezzlement scam, this extortion ring. Bring up extortion again, I'll have your legs broken. Cut number four. Well, so first of all, Jake, I think it's possible to have separate debates. In fact, congressional Republicans tried to force an Israel alone aid package just a couple of weeks ago that Democrats blocked in the Senate. Uh, So we can't have separate debates. I think that we need to have separate debates. But on the Ukraine question in particular, everybody knows, everybody with a brain in their head, Jake, knows that this was always going to end in negotiation. The idea that Ukraine was going to throw Russia back to the 1991 borders was preposterous. Nobody actually believed it. So what we're saying to the president and really to the entire world is you need to articulate what the ambition is. What is $61 billion going to accomplish that $100 billion hasn't? We have to remember, Jake, Ukraine is functionally destroyed as a country. The average age of a soldier in the Ukrainian army right now is 43. That's tragic. That's older than me. I'm 39. If this thing goes on a a little bit longer, the average age of a Ukrainian soldier is going to be older than you. And then a year later, it could be a wolf blitzer. That is a tragedy. What does it look like? I don't like this age grab. I'm I'm sorry, Jake. I'm 54 for those wondering. We are getting to a place where we are going to be functionally on the hook to pay for Ukrainian pensioners to rebuild the entire country. We need to bring the killing to a stop. And that's what American leadership should be doing, not writing more blank checks to the war. Yeah, he's exactly right. At the same time, this is happening. Of course, our border is wide open. Here's Biden's budget director, Shalanda Young, who says now on Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan that by insisting Congress secure our border, before sending billions to Ukraine, our sons and daughters are at risk of being part of a larger conflict. This is the extortion part. Give Ukraine the money or we're going to send your kids to war. I told you this last week. President said it himself. You give Ukraine the money or we're sending your kids to fight. This is an absolute extortion plot. Cut seven. The one thing I do take issue with is Americans want their national security taken care of. We agree with that. What happens if Putin marches through Ukraine? What's next? NATO countries. Our sons and daughters are at risk of being a part of a larger conflict. And it's not just Putin. Other dictators watching what Congress is doing. 
Uh, what is what signal does that send? So our national security is also influenced with not providing Ukraine. But See that our national security is all about sending money to Ukraine. But there is a crisis at the border. Even Arizona's Democrat governor, Katie Hobbs, concedes there's chaos at the border. And now suddenly realizing that people are not happy with it. This governor who I don't know how she got elected. Wonder how. Cut number eight. I'm here at the Lukeville Port of Entry to assess the situation on the ground firsthand and get Customs and Border Patrol the resources they need to reopen our port of entry. Your security is a top priority, and as long as I'm governor, I'll do whatever I can to end the chaos at the border. I'm not afraid to stand up to politicians on either side who aren't doing what's in the best interests of Arizona. And I'm taking action. This week, I sent a letter to President Biden demanding the resources and manpower to open this port of entry And we announced Operation Secure to step up state support for local law enforcement. But Arizona can't do this alone, nor should we have to. We're asking the federal government to reimburse us for the costs uh, to Arizonans. For far too long, Arizona has borne the brunt of federal inaction on our southern border, and I'm tired of it. Now is not the time for partisan politics. It's time for action. Yeah, it's time for action. It's time for action. Time for action. What a what a joke. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Listen, Friday, Grand Hotel, Cape May, New Jersey. I want to see you there. It's going to be a Christmas miracle if you join us. We'll be live on the fifth floor ballroom overlooking the ocean. The bar will be open. We'll have some fun together. You'll meet your fellow Zioli Army members and we'll have a great time. Plus, I might have a roid rage. So make sure you join us Friday in Cape May. It will be a blast. And I want you to know something, too. They have a wonderful package for you and your family. It is the Grand's Splash Package. You take the kids there. They've got all kinds of specials. You can stay overnight for a couple nights. The more you stay, the more you save. You get breakfast included, and the kids can enjoy the beautiful indoor heated pool. It's a great thing to do over the Christmas break, right? Kids are bored. You got to do something with them. You have a lot of family around. Get away from the Grand Hotel for a couple days. They also have their New Year's Eve gala, which is going to be spectacular. Oh, ring in the New Year at the Grand. They have a package available as everything included, the room. It's got breakfast and dinners. It's, it's everything. It's a wonderful, wonderful time to be in Cape May. They go all out for Christmas and all out for New Year's. Just a really fun time. Always book direct with them for the best rates. Go to GrandHotelCapeMay.com. GrandHotelCapeMay.com. I'll see you Friday. And don't forget, for all your midweek stays, you can always use my name, Zioli, to save 15% off the midweek price. Just do that anytime you like, and there's no minimum required. But take advantage of the uh, family splash package over Christmas break. I think you're really going to love the fact that the kids will get to enjoy themselves. You'll get great food at Hemingway's Restaurant, um, and you'll, have, you'll make some real memories, some real Christmas memories this year. And speaking of Christmas memories, we're going to make them together on Friday. So join us live for our last and final show of the year at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Go to grandhotelcapemay.com. Always book direct. GrandHotelCapeMay.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. A couple things. Um, let's see. Uh, Novak uh, Djokovic, who was a guy who was a tennis player who refused to get the COVID jab. He uh, was on 60 Minutes last night. And I thought his points here, how he was declared a villain of the world. This is, again, this is part of a theme of the show today, too, which is that 
we don't have rebels in this country anymore, certainly not on college campuses. We have good little uh, boot, you know, jackbooted, uh, jackboot lickers who just do whatever the government says. And if anybody goes out of line and contradicts the experts and the intelligentsia, they're blasted as a danger to society. This is what the institutional makeover of our country has done. We have, we have colleges now are bastions of conformity. They, we don't have independent thinkers there anymore. How many college kids were saying that Novak Djokovic should not be allowed to play tennis because he refused to get a COVID jab, even though the same college students are probably all screaming, my body, my choice when it comes to abortion, right? Uh, cut 14. Djokovic found controversy of a larger scale in early 2022. Unvaccinated, he got an exemption to play the Australian Open at a time when the country was coming out of a long COVID lockdown. But after public outcry, Djokovic was deported, making for a global news event. How much of a toll did that whole controversy take on you? It did. I was basically declared as a villain of the world, you know. And You said so? Of course. And I had basically, yeah, most of the world against me. I had that kind of experience on the tennis court with, with crowds that were not maybe cheering me on, but I never had this particular experience before in my life. Did you misread the Australian public and what the reaction would be? In which way did I misread them? I mean, they don't like exceptionalism. This was a culture that felt very strongly but, about vaccinations. But, but the point is that it was not up to me to read anybody. I got the exemption, I got the permission to come into the country. And so, of course, it escalated to the highest of the highest levels globally. Correct me if I'm wrong, you were not against vaccination, you just did not want it for yourself. Exactly. People tried to, you know, declare me as an anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax. No, I'm pro, pro-vax. I'm, I'm, I'm pro-freedom to choose. Imagine that he's pro-freedom to choose. For that, he was vilified. He was a villain. Uh, here is uh, Senator and Dr. Rand Paul, uh, who has not given up going after a Santo Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor. You always have to say that by law, as you know. Uh, what he says about Anthony Fauci, what he's responsible for, cut number 12. Well, we still continue to fight the Biden administration every day just for unclassified information, and they resist at every turn. We've had to basically withhold nominees and withhold legislation to try to get anything from the Biden administration. And I'm not sure what it is, either it's sympathy or believing that it, relations with China are so important uh, that the truth can be obscured. But there's also a certain amount of culpability in the Biden administration throughout several different departments, USAID, and NIH, HHS, they're withholding documents because they funded the lab in Wuhan, not just once, not just twice, but for a decade they were funding. And we have Anthony Fauci on record as saying that even if a pandemic occurs, even if a gain of function research infects a scientist and a pandemic occurs, that the knowledge would be worth the risk. And I think most people who had a loved one die you know, from COVID either here or around the world would disagree and think Anthony Fauci made a disastrous judgment call. But he also took the research and it didn't go before the normal scrutiny. There's a safety committee that was supposed to review this. And Anthony Fauci allowed this research to be done at his signature, at his conclusion, at his approval, without the approval of the safety committee. And this, for, for, the, for this, he really should go down in history, perhaps as one of the worst people in public office ever and responsible for probably more deaths than other, any other individual in the medical world. Whoa, boom. Dr. Paul dropping the hammer on Dr. Fauci with a mic drop moment there. 
I I really do hope at some point Fauci is in the hot seat with the Republicans in the House. I really do. Problem, though, is, of course, there's a lot of interest in the swamp with keeping that gain-of-function research going. A lot of people who have nice big mansions in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and Bethesda, Maryland, and other places don't want to see that gravy train dry up. You know what I mean? So they don't really want all this called out. They don't want to get to the bottom of it. They have no interest in doing these things. So, and Fauci admits that he's his own religion. I don't have time to play you the clip today, but he spoke to the BBC's Kathy Kay, and he said, my personal ethics on life are so strong, I have no need to practice religion, even though he identifies as a Catholic. And this is what I mean. I mean, people, people wind up worshiping, worshiping him. I joke that he's a Santo Fauci, but that's kind of what the point of the, of the joke is that he's infallible. He's a saint. You can't contradict him. You can't criticize him. You cannot disagree with him. He's infallible. He's a Santo Fauci. And that's the problem. And it's the problem that we have on college campuses, too, which is that they turn around and they worship the very same intellectuals who come from government and go back to government. And it becomes a revolving door of college kids kneeling before authority and authoritarianism. Have a great rest of your night tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us in Cape May for our live show Friday, this coming Friday, at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Keep the conversation going on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. Thank you. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.